Welcome everybody to Recipe for Success. Um, we're coming to you today on a special day, Friday, because I really wanted to have Mark Testa as our guest and this, this date um, accommodated his schedule. So for those of you that are tuning in for the first time, Recipe for Success is was born of my love of cooking and also being the best I can possibly be. So anytime you're making a recipe, there's certain ingredients that are required, there's certain techniques that are required, and that's true of most things in life. So um, we're gonna start off by introducing Mark. He is with Regenex, that's with two X's. So um, Mark, I would like to welcome you to our show. I would like, um, what I'd like to start off with is if you would introduce yourself and tell us what in the heck is Regenex? Right, right. Well, thank you very much, much Nancy. And I appreciate you accommodating my schedule. And, and as we talked about at the beginning of the show, uh, previous to getting started, I really respect what you're doing and how you're making changes in healthcare. It's so necessary. And I think you're a great thought leader. So. Um, my background is I'm a cl uh, clinician, chiropractor and acupuncturist. I spent 30 years where most chiropractors don't go, uh, largely in primary care, in pain management and physiatry, uh, on medical campuses and in hospitals. So I really got a holistic overview of what goes on in the MSK space, literally sitting next to the physician and watching the things happen. And uh, sadly, watching the opioid epidemic unfold. Um, and, and and so um, I feel like I have a great point of view. Now, I got excited uh, 10 years ago to join Regenix. I knew the founder, Dr. Chris Centeno, uh, for now over 25 years. We worked together a lot when I was still seeing patients. And so I loved what they were doing using patients' uh, bone marrow concentrates, stem cells, and blood platelets to help these orthopedic conditions because of the things I saw in practice that just didn't work and left people worse sometimes than before they started. So um, Regenix has been around now going on 16 years. Dr. Centeno and Schultz, the founders, were um, the first people in the United States to use bone marrow concentrate stem cells to address orthopedic conditions. So a uh, very brave disruptor of typical MSK pain. And so what we do is take the patient's cells and concentrate them and inject them under video, x-ray, or ultrasound into damaged tissue. These cells are already in our body. They're already circulating. They're healing our paper cuts, but they can't heal our, you know, help our arthritic hip because they're not concentrated. They're everywhere. You know, we have enough blood vessels to circle the globe. So, you know, they're going everywhere. And so when we concentrate them and inject them into an area, it can start a process where it, it, these cells give the cells around them more energy to stimulate uh, repair. Um, the, the stem cells can turn into brick and mortar cells like ligament, cartilage, bone, and tendon. And because it's needle-based and not surgical, there's no big incisions, there's no removing tissue to get to tissue, which lowers pain. Uh, so there's minimal to no opioid use and recovery is a lot quicker. Um, I imagine. Really, I mean, you can get back to work. We see it with our corporate patients and get it done on Friday and are back to work on Monday. And that's, that's a big game changer. 
So what's an ideal condition that Regenex would, um, the Regenex procedure, what would it be an ideal condition or an ideal patient? So really under our bell curve, we treat all elective musculoskeletal conditions, but probably about 60 or 70% of it is knee osteoarthritis, right? One of the most common musculoskeletal problems, if not the most uh, out there. Um, shoulder arthritis, rotator cuffs, labrums, and back and neck pain, which, you know, I can tell you from working with the surgeons, the interventions that we have for those are really ineffective for the long term. And so, uh, and, and some of those interventions, again, kind of leave people worse. So those are like the top three things. That said, you know, trigger finger, um, thumb arthritis, most common arthritis in women over 50, so musculoskeletal conditions that are typically treated with elective surgeries and arthritis being probably the number one. That's interesting. Um, so a couple of years ago, my husband had a shoulder surgery um, and he came out of it worse than he went into it. And I'm so, you know, that. you know, three and a half years later, he's still like, oh, I, I know I need to get it fixed. He just is so dreading the thought of, you know, going through that procedure again because he didn't come out better. And right. I think that um, there, I think in our society, I think there's a rush to surgery for anything because it sounds like it's going to be the magic bullet. Um, oh, I'm going to go, I'm going to go in, I'm going to come out and I am going to be, you know, I'm going to be cured. And I just don't think that, um, I don't think that that happens as much as we'd like to think. We had a nice little comment from Jen Malley says, I love the Regenex solution. So, um, I personally have not worked with it yet, but I've been so fascinated with it. Um, I have been following it for quite a long time. I think I actually heard about it the very first time. Um, it was featured on a documentary. It was on a health documentary. And um, I I wrote it down and I think I might've even sought you out because I'm like, I, I saw something about this and I wanna know more. So um, I think it's super interesting. Yeah, I'm sorry to hear about your husband's shoulder, but um, you know, another surgery sometimes isn't going to really solve the problem. I know, I and know. Your, your point about thinking that, you know, and I'd say this to patients, it's like, you know, we all think we're just going to go to sleep. They're going to change the oil filter. You're going to wake up and be all better. And it just does not work like that at all. Well, darn it. I wish they did because it would be a lot, more, be a yeah. lot better. So um, how would somebody find out more about um, if a Regenex treatment was available to them, where they could go, where would they find more information about that? We're very transparent with everything we've ever done. And on the Regenex.com website, it is very educational based. Dr. Centeno does a great job of explaining the complicated aspects of it very simply. 28 peer reviewed papers are there. We have what's really cool, and I wish everyone in healthcare could do this, and I know they can't, but we have a registry. We've been tracking, we've got over 30,000 patients in there we've been tracking since day one. And so if you want to know what your outcome might look like, you can go to the registry and put in knee osteoarthritis and then look by, you know, percentage improvement, um, functional improvement, and pain. And um, so the website has a lot of information. It, it, we've got videos on what the procedures look like. And like I always tell people, these aren't gross surgery procedures because we're using a needle. Um, and you can really get a, a thorough understanding about what's going on. And then on top of all the webinars and everything that are available, I mean, we're just, we want people to know what's available. So it's all right on Regenx.com. 
Well, that sounds like transparency at its best to me. <laughs> yeah, it really is. And when we work with employers, you know, we have a fee schedule. So we give them right. that as well. So they know what they're, you know, in for. Yeah, I, think, I love right? it. Yeah. So, so you mentioned at the beginning that your background is in chiropractic and acupuncture. So what drew you to Regenex? Again, I think just seeing what was not working. And in one practice I worked in, we had four opioid deaths in one quarter. And I was stunned by that. I mean, I'd never experienced that. And when I saw what Dr. Centeno was doing, and one of my colleagues had a torn rotator cuff, this was 10 or 12 years ago and was treated and it got all better. And you could see his MRI before and after and it was healed. Um, uh, I reached out to Dr. Centeno and we sort of, we knew each other and, and, you know, he said, Hey, we want to grow this network. Um, would you be interested in helping? And I just finished my master's in health administration. I knew I wanted to get out of practice and I was like, I'm in, I'm in, I want to transform what I've seen. This seems to be working. It looks like the future. There are doctors already doing this. So let's do it. And I was all in 100%. And it's, it's been a great ride in the last 10 years. I've learned a lot. I've got exposed to a lot of things. You know, we've worked with the NFL in some ways. I mean, it, it's been great to help move science and clini clinical things into the future. And so when I had that opportunity, I didn't even have to think twice about it. That's, that's awesome. Um, so I know that um, one of the things that I always was have been quote unquote, attracted to you about was that um, you are a big proponent of a healthy lifestyle. You, um, like myself, believe that we can do a lot personally to impact our health through diet and exercise. So if someone were to ask you, you know, what's one tip you could give somebody to improve their overall health, what would it be? Wow, that, you know, I, I've said it, I've seen you say it, health starts in the kitchen. And um, we have to make our own foods. And I know that's not always easy. It, it's gotten easier, right? Costco has a lot of great frozen things you can bring in the house, like vegetables and stuff. But I think really it's what we put into our body and how we eat and how we fuel ourselves. I mean, food is information. And if we're feeding this mainframe, this computer, bad information, we're going to get bad output from it. It's just that simple. And I, so I'd say the number one thing is, you know, a clean, natural, as much as you can cook it at home diet. Well, I love that tip. Um, so kind of a funny story. So when my son was younger, we never, I mean, he never had fast food ever. And so when he was finally in, you know, in elementary school and he would go to birthday parties and they would go to McDonald's and I can remember him saying, what can I, what can I eat there, mom? <laughs> you know, because he'd never been exposed to it and didn't, you know, and, you know, of course he went through that teen age where of course they do do all the fast food, but as a young adult now, I mean, his diet's probably cleaner than mine because that was how we raised him. And so that was the foundation and, and, and he has come back to that. And I, I love that. He, I mean, he, he's an inspiration to me because he is as fit and as he could possibly be. And, you know, great, great example from a diet standpoint as well. I wouldn't doubt that you were a great role model because that's how that stuff, you know, occurs. I have an eight year old 
And, you know, she knows, but still eats like an eight-year-old. I mean, yeah. it really, it drives me crazy. We put good food in front of her all the time, but, you know, they'll do what they'll do. So I'm it's hoping, just, yeah. like you. It's modeling. They come around. Yeah. They come around. They Very remember good. that's imprinted on them. So, yeah. okay. So now we're on to the five burning questions. And so my favorite question to ask everybody is, what is your absolute favorite food in the world and can you cook it? Oh, my daughter and I always play this game. What's our favorite food? It's either tacos or pizza and I can absolutely cook it. Now I can cook a lot of other things, but um, you know, I lived in Southern California for a while growing up in an Italian home in, in, in Ohio. I never had Mexican food. We had Italian food. So when I went to California and got exposed to really good Mexican food, I love it. And uh, one of the things I can make that I really enjoy making are carnitas, the uh, pork, carnitas, tacos, and um, different iterations of all those. So yeah, I, I can I can cook it. That's one of my very favorites too, and I and I I can make a mean carnitas as well. But uh, I I do enjoy trying different. Um, uh, foods from different parts of the country. Yeah. Obviously with a last name like Giacalone, it's not mine, I married into it, but um, I was I was schooled very early on all the good, <laughs> the ways that you really make uh, sauce or gravy for, right. instead of you know what a lot of people would consider to be the ways to make it. So I still love to, to do a slow cooked bolognese sauce all day, it's super fun, so mm -hmm. I love some carnitas. All right, so what is your favorite sport and did you ever play professionally or semi-professionally? So as a kid, I mean, growing up in Ohio, it was football. It's all I wanted, right? Cleveland Browns, they're on a roll, hopefully first time in playoffs since 26, in 26 years, fingers crossed. Um, you, know, you know, I never played professionally. I played through high school. I got a scholarship to play in college and I went on that tour and I was 185 pounds. And I looked at these guys and I'm like, I am going to get killed. And I really realized I needed an education. You know, I went through some, you know, high school turmoil, et cetera, and was not the stellar student that I could have been. And I, I was like, okay, I'm going to get killed. These guys are huge. I really need to learn and, and focus. And so I never played it. Um, so what's your favorite physical activity today? Um, because probably because of where I live, getting out into the mountains and hiking and being out in nature. I mean, that's, that's where the spirit is for me and the energy. And so I enjoy to get out there and we do it as much as we absolutely can in this beautiful state. So yeah, since COVID was shut us down last year, we got out a lot and got yeah. my daughter acclimated to four and five mile hikes. So we're going to continue to do that. That's awesome. Well, that's it. You are definitely in a beautiful part of the country to do that. So, mm -hmm. yeah. um, okay. So if you could magically get everyone to eat one food that would improve their health, what would it be? I know this might sound wacky, but mushrooms. Not to me. I love them. <laughs> you know, the, um, the the whole mushroom, the whole, it lives underground, right? What we see above ground is nothing compared to what's underground. And the reason I like mushrooms is, you know, they are the communication network of every living thing on our planet. And, you know, they move water, they help trees that are dying, shift resources, they, they're the communication. And I think 
we can ingest that communication into our body. And, you know, if you look up reishi mushrooms or mataki or shiitake, I mean, they have such healing abilities in our body for nerves, you know, brain function, for inflammation, for just health. Um, I'd have to go there. Now, I'm sure nobody's going to go out and get a whole bunch of mushrooms, but um, um, you and I might. I, I am a mushroom. I'm a mushroom addict. I love them. And uh, I chanterelles being at the top of my list. And I like to go pick them as well. As Do well. you? Oh, yeah. It's so fun. Um, it's just such a you just feel such a victory when you find, you know, I underneath bet. a pile of needles, you find a little patch and it's, it's a lot of fun, but I um, want to do that. And I haven't had a good uh, teacher to show me what's going to um, not yeah. kill me. <laughs> it's, it's great. Um, and speaking of mushrooms, again, I think that um, just recently I saw a really fantastic documentary on mushrooms and the, the healing properties that, that they have. Um, I'll try and see if I can find that and I'll drop it in the links of the comments for anybody that might be interested in that. Cause that was a really good one. That was a okay. great one. I saw that as well. And, Did you um, see that one? Yeah. yeah it was good. Right. Yeah. Um, I'm kind of a documentary junkie, so I can usually pull one out on almost any, any subject. So, um, what is your secret talent or something that people might be surprised to learn about you? Ooh. Uh, um, let's see. I, I, you know, I, I love, I love music and, um, I never played an instrument as a kid. Um, but I had an opportunity to learn percussion from Mickey Hart, Grateful Dead drummer. Wow. Um, um, and he was here at Naropa University, the Buddhist University in Boulder when I was living in Boulder. And that really turned me on to the power and the healing of rhythm, right? We have rhythm throughout our whole body, whether it's, you know, our breath, our heartbeat, neurotransmitters, menstrual cycles. And I got really deeply connected into that sort of vibe. We did a lot of drumming at hospitals, in nursing homes, and it was interesting to see what could change with people. Um, never played in a band much, but occasionally my buddies will call me on stage and I can still play some rhythm. But um, I, I think that's, you know, I have a lot of drums in my house, but I don't really promote that whole thing very much. Um, I think that's a, a something I like, and 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 then just connecting to that, uh, you know, chiropractors, alternative type of healing things that are yeah. commonly overlooked, but we're influenced by so much that we can't feel necessarily. That to me, I, I just kind of got into it and love well, it. I'm, like I say, I'm always interested in anything that we can. I mean, whether it works or not, I'm always pretty much willing to try because if I can avoid taking a pill or getting cut on, I'm all about anything that, you know, has the potential to make us healthier and, you know, just promote our immune system and everything else. So right. um, I like that. Okay. So final question for you, who is the one person um, on LinkedIn that you've connected with or you follow that you'd love to meet in real person to, you know, learn more about them, learn from them, whatever the, the case may be. You know, that Eric Bricker. That's a good one. I love it. <laughs> I mean, Eric Bricker has taught me so much about everything. I mean, I knew, you know, what I knew, but he has taken it to a whole nother level. He's so generous with his knowledge. He explains things so simply and succinctly 
that I do message him periodically and he responds uh, in kind. And I just commented on one of his posts this morning. So um, thank you, Eric. I appreciate everything you do to teach us all how to be um, better consumers and knowledgeable about healthcare. Yeah, Eric has a wealth of knowledge. Again, for um, anyone that's not connected with him, I will um, I will add his con or drop his name in the comments so that you can connect and follow him because he does fantastic whiteboard videos explaining so many different nuances of insurance, hospital billing, etc. There's just uh, he has a wealth of information. Mm -hmm. All right. So, any parting thoughts or pearls of wisdom you would like to share with us today? Parting thoughts. Yeah, you know, um, boy, there's so much to say there. Um, I, I think, you know, just uh, eat, eat, eat clean, uh, try to sleep, right? I think people where I can work 40 hours, you know, a day, 25 hours a day and not sleep, sleep as a badge of honor. And I think sleep's important. And I think one of the most detrimental things we're doing to our body is sugar. Oh, I was going to add that. I'm glad you brought that up. <laughs> so it's hard to get out of our lives, but it is the acceptable addiction because we can have it like right next to me and eat it. And, you know, whether you're nobody eats because they're we don't only eat because we're hungry, we eat because we're angry, we're depressed, we're anxious, etc. And sugar is such a driver of inflammation and the diseases of aging, diabetes, dementia, heart disease and arthritis that that is the center gear if you can get that out of your life. So that that would probably be, I mean, it's hard for me as a clinician and as a doctor and taking care of people not to leave some sort of health advice like that. No, I, I love that. Um, I, as probably many of you have, I've done the whole 30 a number of times. And and that's one thing that I found without fail is, and I, I, can, I can barely tolerate any sugar. Um, I, I mean, if I eat a cookie, one cookie, I can feel my heart start to race because sugar has been, for the most part, eliminated from my system um, for a long time. So I have to be really careful around it, which is a good thing because yeah. when your body tells you right away, this isn't, this doesn't feel good, this isn't good for me, you put it down and, and leave it alone. So um, it, it, it is possible to get the majority of sugar out of your diet, um, takes mm -hmm. a little bit of work. And, and I mean, I, I don't have, I don't, I'm not as, uh, um, you know, fanatical about it as I am when I do a whole 30, like right now. So I might have a condiment that has some sugar in it, but um, I have it pretty much eliminated from almost everything in my diet. That's great. Yeah. So, well, thank you so much, Mark. This was super fun. I'm um, getting to know a little bit more about you, getting to know more about Regenix. And um, for any of you that are not currently following um, Mark Testa, please connect with him on LinkedIn. He is a wealth of knowledge and he can certainly share more information with you about Regenix um, in self-funded employers and also Regenix um, procedures for you as an individual. So please um, definitely connect with him. And thank you once again and everybody have a great day. Thank you very much, Nancy. You have a nice weekend. I appreciate all you're doing for healthcare as well. Thank you. Take care, Mark. Bye-bye. Okay. Bye-bye.